0: Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily, everybody. This is Trevor Hall. It is Thursday, either late morning or early afternoon. Late morning for me here in the Denver area, but it's early afternoon for our guest today, based out of Florida. It's Mr. Robertson, CEO technician. Rob, it's always good to chat with you. I hope all the best for you. And we're going to start talking generally about the overall markets because we are seeing a little bit of the down day currently, as we're speaking, uh, this S&P 500 is down just over a percentage point, the Dow Jones down percent and a half, uh, the NASDAQ uh, holding in there rather flat, just down about a quarter of a percentage point. Uh, but it is a down day, but after kind of a continual move upward, the uh, People, uh, it was an unpopular opinion at the time, but people were calling for a V-shaped recovery in the overall markets. Uh, but you put out some information about a gap overhead on the S&P, which potentially could get filled and really rev up this V-shaped recovery before, well, maybe another leg down. So give us your thoughts here and, and what you're seeing on the technical charts.
1: Hey, thanks Trevor, I appreciate that, yeah. So I think the last time we spoke was a couple of weeks so uh, and I think the S&P was about 2,800 then. It got up to 2,950 in the last 24 hours. Uh, we were just talking about how people might be a little too too optimistic about everything. And well, the optimism increased. And, and that's what markets do. They, they tend to often do the unexpected, especially in the short term. Um, and we've seen oil go negative. And now it's the June contract's back to 18 bucks this morning. So we've just seen some really crazy things across markets in the last couple months. But yeah, so this morning in my morning email, I basically was, you know, doing what I do every morning, which is look over Twitter and emails and, you know, research and, and the overnight futures action. And I was just like, man, this looks like a great setup to just sell the crap out of the stock market this morning because Technically, from the sharp perspective, uh, the S&P has big overhead supply at 3,000. I mean, not only is 3,000 a big round number, psychological level, but uh, that was an area of support previously, and it, it's just kind of hard to imagine that we just go right through it. You know, so the futures got up to uh, the E-mini S&P got up to 2965 overnight, and now we're you know, we're, we're well off that we're at 28.94, So about more than 2% off the overnight highs. And also I, uh, I noticed that the put call ratio reached 0.53. So when the put call ratio gets low, it's a sign that investors are complacent. They're overconfident. They're not buying puts. They're buying more calls than puts. That's bearish. I mean, that's generally a bearish indicator. Then add in a sentiment trader on Twitter posted the optics for the IWM, the Russell 2000, the optics, which is his optimism index, reached 99 yesterday, 99. So 99 out of 100 market participants are bullish on the Russell 2000 after a 30% rally. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, And then just some of the, just, some Of the things I see out there, a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine who don't necessarily invest or trade, texting me, Hey, how do I get involved with trading? You know, should I get started with this Forex company? Jim Cramer screaming from the top of his lungs that there are short squeezes everywhere. Just, you know, the way I look at the market is I look at it as a full picture and just putting the full picture together. This is a really bad time to be taking risk in the stock market, in my
0: opinion. It's, it is really interesting, Rob, because I think there's a similar sentiment now that we saw actually in early to mid-March right before the massive decline where you know we did see a lot of people just start moving in and start buying calls and, and because they thought it was an easy way to make an extra buck or two or a lot of bucks because uh, people made it seem so easy for the years running up to that uh, all-time high in the stock market. I mean and you call me crazy but are you seeing similar sentiment and overly over optimism now as we saw just almost a month ago
1: um well i would say the optimism was more maybe early march yeah. you know like you're talking about like the the yeah like the dip buying right like the the market had just started to come off the top and it was like buy the dip because every dip that has happened in the last Whatever how many years has all has pretty much always come back, I mean obviously there were some uh, late twenty eighteen it was not quite a dip it was it was a bit more than a dip, but the market came back, you know, and so yeah i think I think that's that's a very good point you make. I think that there is sort of that sentiment that the Fed has our back and you know, COVID is going to be gone soon and everything is going to be okay. So let's buy here at, you know, buy anything basically. And then I think that's a very dangerous mentality. I mean, even in the gold sector, which obviously I'm long on, um, starting to see that sentiment start to get up there, you know, and, and people starting to get, Pretty bullish. I still think we got a ways to go in this bull market, but obviously there's going to be short term gyrations. We're seeing some today. We're seeing some downside in the precious metals and mining sector, but nothing abnormal. And, you know, you can't expect Things to go up
0: every yeah. day. In fact, I have an interview that will air tomorrow morning on the, the in-depth show before we hit the weekend. I talked to Dave Kranzler, who's the co-producer here for the show. But we talk about that uh, big sell-off in Precious Metals right as the Comax opens. It seems like whenever we get a big sell-off, that's exactly when it happens. So call is crazy. Um, but uh, so that that will hit the tape tomorrow morning here on Mining Stock Day. We're going to talk more about that. But Rob, uh, on that on those lines with gold and silver, obviously another down day um, here, bigger than what bigger than what we've seen in the past few days. But you know this is still a healthy correction. You know despite a when and how and where this all happened uh, with the sell off, but it, it's still a healthy correction. And uh, you know it, the. The technical chart, even from my naive positioning looking at it, is still really healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, gold uh, looks great, and it would take a lot of selling pressure for me to change my opinion on, on most time frames on gold. Silver is just sort of still on this no-man's land, ping-ponging between, what, 14 and 16. Uh, it's not; It's really a no-play for me but uh, gold and and miners are are looking great. And one of the themes that I've been talking about this week is it's time to start to look down the food chain because, you know, Newmont and Barrick are now basically 100 billion market cap companies. You have the market caps together, and, you, you know, at one point, we were well over 100 billion. Now it's a little less today, but still, these are very rich valuations. And while, you know, gold price tailwinds will be supportive of both Newmont and Barrick share prices uh, for, to really appease their their shareholder base in the market. They're going to have to find more ounces. You know? They're going to have to grow. At the very least, they have to tread water and not see their gold output fall year over year. So the amount of new discoveries we've had in the last you know, many years has not been a lot. It's a lot harder to find a gold deposit that's economic in 2020 than it was, let's say in 2000 or 1990, right? Uh, The earth has been picked over a lot and uh, it's just that much harder. So that's, I think we're seeing great bear make new all-time highs this morning. That's a pick that I've had for a while. Uh, That's my top pick to be bought out this year in the junior gold sector And I could sort of go down the list, but, um, yeah, I I feel like it's time to move down the food chain into the smaller companies.
0: All right. Let me ask you about Great Bear, Rob, because obviously there was news this week about uh, they did get judicial approval out of the Supreme Court from British Columbia to do their spinoff. Into the royalty company. Um, So that basically means they have to do another Great Bear uh, from that, uh, which is pretty interesting. I I would encourage readers to go to find that press release and read about uh, not only uh, reconfiguring Great Bear, but also the royalty company. That will be spun out from there. Uh, But from my mind, and this is just my opinion and editorial for me, which I don't necessarily give a whole lot, but to be honest with you, you talked about somebody acquiring Great Bear Rob, and I'm, I'm all with you. I, I think that will happen. But after this approval with the spin-out of the royalty company, I think that gives the green light for that company to basically take whatever the highest bidder is as soon as they can. Um, you know, why keep drilling and spend the money when you know somebody's going to want to pick them up? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the
1: question. Um, and, obviously, and But... I guess, you know, the other side of that is to really be able to take out great bear and get a deal done. It's probably going to have to be at least 700, million, uh, minimum, you know, offer and, uh, gold companies have had gold mining companies have had a horrible track record with paying big ticket prices for acquisitions, you know, in the past. So, I think a lot of these companies, like Barrick or Newmont, are uh, they're just waiting for more data, more data, and obviously the pri- their price tag is going to get higher as they wait. So it's a it's a calculation. Uh, but you know, Great Bear doesn't have a resource yet for a very good reason because they have a huge property package and they continue to step out and hit more gold. Uh, it would be silly for them to put out a you know resource now because that would be a signal to the market that they think they found you know most of the gold. So right now, they just want to keep exploring. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a dance, the dance between Great Bear Management and the big majors who, who you know who can write that that big check, you know. And there is a possibility, very decent possibility, that Great Bear could be taken out at a billion dollar valuation, you know, with a B. Um, we're not there yet, but it could it could come uh, as this bull market evolves, and maybe Great Bear has more good you know good results.
0: Well, it depends what that premium would be, right? I mean, for the last couple of years, I've always kind of shook my head, thinking 30% or 40% premium was a was a good buy for the shareholders of the company that's being acquired. And I mean, earlier this week we saw Guyana Goldfields get acquired for a premium. And I know that's comparing apples to oranges here, but you know, you would think a premium would, (laughs) the companies would be happier with more than a 40% premium, especially for shareholder value.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then that's, and that's interesting because I spoke about that um, yesterday. That acquisition that you mentioned was, I mean, that company guy, I guess it's a symbol. uh, Their share price had fallen from like, eight or nine bucks to like 50 cents and then they got bought out for a for a you know little premium there i mean obviously it's good to get rid of a company and and give those shareholders cash that they can then uh, you know redeploy in the sector hopefully uh, but it's not exactly the kind of acquisition that's gonna make us get all hot and bothered and say that we need to buy more uh you know, mid-tiers, um, or, you know, feasibility stage companies, you know. So uh, I believe that when somebody like Great Bear gets bought out, that's going to just supercharge the sector. It's going to be night and day, you know, in terms of Mm -hmm. sentiment and, and price action.
0: Let's talk about another company that I know that you have been involved with and been a shareholder of, Rob, and that's West Haven Ventures. Uh, West Haven has a, a a development property up in British Columbia. Uh, they really got hit pretty hard, obviously, when everybody was fleeing for cash in uh, early to mid-March. Uh, actually had some decent drill results out today, and and now they're kind of on the brink of— they're now back, it looks like, basically back to where they were before uh, the Russian in early March. So that was a positive news for them. Give us your thoughts on West Haven if they're kind of, uh, uh, you know— back to where they should have been in the first place.
1: Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, so West Haven is a story I've covered for more than two years. I was buying the stock at like 14 cents in early 2018. It eventually went above 140 for a brief time. And then you're right, it got it got really hammered in uh, February and March. One of the things that's interesting is the chairman, uh, who's the biggest shareholder of West Haven, he owns like uh, almost 20% of the stock. He was buying in March and actually he bought from 69 cents all the way down to like the high 40s. And I think that was a pretty good signal that he saw value. There's no other reason for him to buy when he already owns so much uh, than he really saw deep value. And it's interesting that as we're talking, you know, West Haven is finally back to 70 cents. So he's in the green on all of his, his buys. But yeah, you're right. They did put out news this morning. And the main takeaway from it is they've made a new discovery of a new zone at Nose. It's called the Lear zone. Um, And so this is uh, the highest grade step out that they've drilled outside of the south zone. So they're finding new zones again, which is a positive for for the stock for sure. Obviously, you know, the market's not going to get, crazy excited about two point two seven grams per ton or even seven point two grams per ton. Um, you know they, they they their best drill result in the Lear zone was ten point five six meters of three point six seven grams per ton gold, ten point four grams per ton silver. That's a pretty good intersection. That's not the kind of intersection that's going to supercharge a company like West Haven, but considering that that was a new hit in a new zone, that's something to Get a little excited about, you know. And I, I spoke with uh, the company this morning. They're going to be out at Shovel Nose within two weeks, starting up again with the drill. Uh, they also plan to get to their uh, to one of their other projects called Skunka, which is also in the Spencer's Bridge Gold Belt in, in Southern BC. Uh, and Skunka actually has a you know historic intercept of something like 12.5 meters of 20 grams per ton that was drilled in 2005 and never followed up on so you get that right they drilled 12.5 meters of 20 grams per ton at Skunka, and they never followed up on it for whatever reason um i, have, I don't even know the full story there but west haven loves Skunka, and they're going to get a rig up there as soon as possible uh they told me that they would rather get out there in May because of the melt that's going on, which makes the water, which makes water abundant. Uh, they don't need to hire a water truck at $1,500 a day to drill. They can just use the naturally occurring water from the melt. So this company is, uh, is set up for good news flow. Now throughout the summer with, as they drill two projects, The you know, obviously shovel nose is their flagship, but now you have a two headed monster, you know, with, uh, So, you know, Skunka project, which has basically been mothballed for many years. You know, they're going to get back out there, and they've always really loved that project. And I'll I'll just add one more thing. They were planning to drill Skunka in early 2018, but there were forest fires in the area. And uh, they had to divert to shovel mills because they couldn't get drill permits, you you know, with the fires. And that's how they sort of lucked into, in a sense the big discovery at the South zone at, at shovel notes, but it's always been their intention to drill Skunka and now they finally will.
0: Let's finish up with one more company that ha- also had pretty significant news this morning. And that was Minera Alamos. Uh, they, it sounds like they have found more gold. Uh, they had point six grams per ton gold with a drill hit over 247 meters, I believe it was, showing potential to expand that Santana deposit to the south even more. I mean, pretty significant news, and obviously the market appreciated that, and uh, Minera Alamos, I mean, even uh, it's one of those companies, even with the uh, tough days and the precious metals prices, it continues to chug away. So, uh, quickly, Rob, let's get your thoughts here on Minera Alamos. Yeah, so...
1: MAI, um, fantastic performer. Um, You know, just amazing uh, how well this company has traded since May 2019. I remember I was buying it at 11 cents and uh, it seemed like it couldn't get above 12 cents for the longest time. And then suddenly, as gold started to push up above that 1375 area in in early summer uh, 2019, it just took off. And this chart is a a work of art so basically 10 cents to 42 cents in uh, almost a straight line over the last year for MAI and yeah the news this morning uh, I was talking about it yesterday actually the valuation saying that my original target when, when I bought the stock in 2019 at 11 cents was 40 cents I, I did the work on it and I said 40 cents is my fair value now obviously we have to adjust that upward for two things gold price is three hundred dollars an ounce higher when i made that valuation you know assessment and now they're stepping out and hitting broad intercepts of uh grade uh, of gold that is that is economic uh for you know heat bleach operation in mexico so you know 200 plus grams of 0.6 or 0.7 grams per ton is gravy for a company like uh this one uh, and i i the only thing that had me have some reservations on the valuation and say maybe the upside is capped at 60 cents was just the size of the project. Now, if they can find new zones uh, and, and just keep expanding the project, then maybe have multiple, you know, heap leach pads at Santana that opens up the, the you know, that's like that's blue sky. So the, the, the stock is up to date on a down day for gold in the gold sector. And that shows, the market appreciating the, the, the value of this morning's news.
0: All right, Rob. Well, we always appreciate your time and insight there. And uh, before we go, I will also mention, I am a shareholder of Monero Alamos as well. And I have been a shareholder for uh, probably about a year and a half, almost close to two years now. So I'm also very happy with the news. <laughs> uh, Rob, Thank you so much for your time. We'll catch up with you again here in the next couple of weeks, and all the best to you, and uh, best of luck in your trade. Thank you, Trevor.
1: I appreciate it. All the best to you, too, as well.